Welcome to Victory Fellowship's online podcast library. We hope you enjoy this message today. So now, it depends on you uh, if I'm going to give you a short word or a long word. It depends on you, not on me. <clears throat> I mean, I just have to tell you, if you don't receive, it will be short. I mean, I've been to places they don't receive. Ten minutes is more than enough. But if you receive, maybe it be a longer word. Depends on you. I know you are a receiver. <laughs> so I prepared for a longer word. You know, you know, 40 years in Africa, I try to influence the Africans, but 40 years in Africa, the Af- uh, Africans are influencing me as well. So when I get started, you know, I forget everything about the left arm. I do. I do. I mean, Africa is a different world, and if you've never been to Africa, you can't understand it until you come there yourself. I mean, the beginning, I was preaching 20 minutes. I came from Europe, you know. Everything has to be fast, fast. You don't have time for God. Uh, We go to service Sunday morning once a week. Do it fast, fast, fast. So I did it fast, and then I sat down. I thought I was preaching good, and then the choir started to sing, and the pastor was running all over, and he came in with a second preacher. It hurt me. And I asked him, did I do anything wrong? No, he said, it was so good, but too short. You see, we don't, don't go come to church and just sit half an hour, 45 minutes. This is the house of the Lord. This is the day of the Lord. We have time for the Lord. Amen? So, I, I mean, I can do it short. I can do it long too. It depends on you. (laughs) But listen, listen, listen. We don't have to do it long uh, because the Lord can do it very short. Instantly he can do it. In a split of a second, he can do it. He can hit you this morning. Now you didn't hear me. Let me try a different. He can knock you out. Yeah, I mean you. Me? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> many, many years back, I went to, to Kenya, I went to Mombasa, and uh, we, uh, I just visited the church. I was sitting in the pew, and, and actually it was an American elderly lady. It was a team from U.S., I don't know where in U.S. And uh, they, they want to pray for people, uh, they didn't give an altar call, and I mean, uh, she came to me as well. I was much taller than her, so she jumped on the pew, <laughs> so she was on level with me. And she really wanted to knock me out. I decided, you lady, you're not going to knock me out. You know, some, 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 someone like that, you know. If you don't go, go down, I will make you go down. So I said, no. <laughs> and she couldn't make it because I'm stronger than her. I'm taller than her. So she couldn't knock me out. But I know one who is able, even if you are a giant, he can knock you down, knock you out completely in a split of a second. Amen? Amen? I just have to tell you, before I went into full-time ministry, that's a long time ago, I went into full-time ministry in 1969. I'm not old. No, 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 I'm not old. I knew some of you young people think I'm old. I'm not! I told you. (laughs) But then, I worked as an engineer two weeks in a company, and that company, I was the only one Christian, and there was a guy, his name was Carl. He was a 
heathen European. You have heathen people in U.S., but you don't know the European when you're heathen. They are heathen. Carl was, he was terrible. He was mocking me. He went over the line so many times. So in my mind, I call him the devil. And I, did, I stopped praying for him because why pray for the devil? He can't get saved. Why praying for the devil? Because he can't get to heaven. Even God can't do anything to the devil. And he can't. He's gone. He's out of God's blessing. And I don't call you the devil, but I don't want you to be out of God's blessing. So I stopped praying for him because impossible, impossible, impossible. And maybe you are here this morning. Something in your life is impossible. Not just impossible, but impossible, impossible, impossible. But with God, everything is possible. And it could happen to you this morning. So I left that company. Even I went to Africa. Several years went by. And I came back home to my small island in the Baltic Sea. Sunday morning, I went to the church. I was the preacher. And I got a surprise. The devil was in the church. <laughs> Not only in the church. The devil was on the platform. The devil was the leader of the service. My goodness. <laughs> what happened? I mean, I forgot everything about Carl the devil. I didn't, I didn't want to remember him. Because he was so evil. And maybe you have situations in your life you don't even want to remember it. Because it's so impossible. It's so evil. But I tell you, someday you will meet Carl the devil on the platform in the church. He got saved. He got changed. He got knocked down and raised up. I couldn't believe it. But God tells me even if you can't believe it, he can still do it. And I know there's some people in church today, even if I don't know you or your background or your situation, you don't believe it. You have tried everything and you have come to that point. It is impossible. But still, God can do it. And still not he can do it. God wants to do it. When? Just now. Hallelujah. I start to get excited. Glory to God. So, Carl, he wasn't the pastor of the church. He was not a leader either. But he told the pastor how bad he was to me years back. So then the pastor said, we will give Egon a, a, a surprise. I love surprises. I think there's some desserts called something with surprises. You don't have some dessert. Do you like desserts? You know, when, when we go to restaurants, you know, I, 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 I don't, don't read from the beginning. I read from the end. I make up my mind what kind of dessert I want to have. Even so, so I can make room for the dessert. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know how you are, but I, I read my Bible from the back. <laughs> I mean, it's good to read everything in the Bible, but, you know, sometimes I can't wait. I have to go to the back. So I start, start from the back from, because the back tells me how it's going to end. Not only going to end, but how it's going to continue. When you think you are at the end and you are going to die, that's the lie from hell, from the demons and from the devil. 
It's not going to end. It is going to begin. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. I, I, I came to a church in Louisiana. You know, Louisiana is unique. Oh, I didn't get any amen. I meant it in a positive way. Just think about it. In New Orleans, you're eating mud bugs. That's unique. Number one is bugs. Number two is from the mud. And you enjoy it. Guess what? I'm enjoying it too. <laughs> Even if it's messy, it's really messy. But I enjoy it. <laughs> no, I came into the church somewhere here in Louisiana. <laughs> and all over the walls in the sanctuary was written, the best is yet to come. I got so excited. I thought it was a good word to put on the walls in the church. The best. Who in the world wouldn't like to have the best? Well, you don't get me. Hmm? I mean, <laughs> some of our friends, some few months back, moved down to Destin, Florida. Have you been to Destin, Florida? If not, you need to go. The beaches are wonderful. <laughs> you know, I, I never get time for that kind of stuff. But my friend, he is, I mean, he's actually the same age as, as my son. And he takes good care of me. And his wife takes good care of my wife. <laughs> and they are rich people. I like rich people. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I like the poor people too. I mean, I live in Africa, uh, and most of the people in Africa are very poor. They live one dollar a day or less. But really, I love the rich people, especially when they're born again and safe and yes, big givers. I mean, why should I lie? Why should I pretend something else? I'm just telling you the truth. <laughs> you know it anyhow. But then, you know, this guy, Josh. I mean, here are jet skis, big ones. So I got my jet ski. I love jet ski. I think it was only my third time I ever tried it. I like power. I like the best. And it's, it was the best jet skis. When you hit the gas, you better hang on. Because the jet ski will leave you behind. It's so powerful. 65 miles an hour on a jet ski underwater. Yeah! Before we went on the jet ski, he said, Egon, you need some, something for, you, uh, for, for your glasses. I said, why? Because if you don't tie your glasses, you will lose them. I couldn't understand it. But I figured out why. The best. Oh, yeah. You know... He took me out shooting his guns. Don't get me wrong. But I'm still a boy, you know. I'm still a boy. In Europe, it's not allowed, you know, so we can't do it. So we just went out somewhere. He took all his guns. I like the best guns. Oh, my goodness. We bought watermelons. We went to Walmart. I said, Josh, you're spending all that money just to destroy the watermelons. Send them to Africa. 
He said, oh, do you get it wrong? Even before it, it, it will arrive Africa, they are rotten, no good. Let us go shoot them, man. I still feel it. The best. Don't pretend you are different than me. You like the best yourself. Just because you're in church this morning, don't pretend to put on that religious face. And then we were the third, three days. The third day, he said, we will go deep fishing. (laughs) Deep sea fishing. I never went on deep sea fishing because I can't pay for it. That's why I like the rich people. They can pay for it for me. Oh my goodness, a night's boat. Three big engines. Down with the hammer. 60 miles out. And the fish was big. The first one nearly destroyed my left arm. You don't play with me like this. I really hold on. The big fish want to trim overboard. No way. The best. The best. The best is still to come the best is still to come I just use this as, as a picture you know you know I, may, I might be different than you but when I go and buy a suit or, or shoes or whatever you know some pe- I'm just uh, uh, no I'm not teasing that's the truth but some people they think missionaries shouldn't look good stupid picture wrong picture When I go into a shop and I I need to buy something, I want the best. I hear hear the people, but it's expensive. Of course, because it's the best. That's logic. The best is always expensive. And by the way, Josh and his wife just bought a car for his wife. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I and my wife were sitting in the back seat. I think the name of that car is Maserati. And she hit the hammer. We were teasing a little bit. They were telling me the engine was so powerful, so big, you know. So we just said, hit the hammer. My goodness. Oh, I was scared. The best. I know everybody can't have a Maserati and everybody shouldn't have a Maserati. And even I can't use it in Africa because we don't have a road for Maserati. And if you bring it over to, to Africa, it would be destroyed on the first trip. It wouldn't work. But what I'm trying to tell you, inside everybody, inside everybody, we just want the best. And, and even if you talk to people outside the church, non-Christian, and if you ask them if they want to go to hell, no, no way. Go to hell? Are you stupid, man? So where do you want to go? I want to go to heaven. How comes everybody want to choose heaven? Oh yeah, there you go. You got it. It's the best. You just think about it. Anybody here loves gold? Or you don't? I'd rather have a walk and look at your women. Gold. <laughs> I'm gold too. I like it. And people look at me. Are you saved? Of course. 
Oh, you go to heaven? Of course. You're a missionary? Of course. You're a preacher? Of course. Why not? Because my father in heaven, <laughs> he don't just put it on his neck or his arms. He paved all the roads with the purest gold. The best. Just think about in heaven. Do you think, I mean, everywhere we go in U.S., always, even on the highways, there are signs telling us where the hospitals are. <laughs> everywhere, big, modern hospitals with the good doctors and medications. I'm not against hospitals and doctors. I thank God for doctors and hospitals. And sometimes we really need them. But just think about it. Do you think there are hospitals in heaven? Do you think there are some, somewhere in heaven some pharmacies? Do you need a piece of paper, whatever you call it in U.S., from your doctor allowing you to buy that kind of medication and you go and show it and you pay for it? No, 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 no. No diseases. Thank God there's no malaria in heaven. Malaria. Oh, maybe in your ears it sounds exotic. I don't like malaria. Malaria makes you very sick. Malaria is the biggest killer in Africa even today. Heaven. There's no mosquitoes. Glory to God. <laughs> oh, maybe you, you believe in reincarnation and don't kill the malarias. I tell you, I spray them until you die. I don't care if it's your grandma. Your grandma, if it's, she is reincarnated to be a mosquito, if, if she comes near me, certainly, 100% sure, she will die. And I'm not a killer. But I don't like your grandma to give me malaria. I respect everybody, but that kind of religion, that kind of teaching, try to do good because in your next life, you might be a cow. A holy cow. A cow. Drink the holy milk. I tell you, you haven't seen people starving to death in Africa. I don't care if the cow is holy or not holy. I will slaughter it and give them meat. God's best plan for you is not to be reincarnated into a cow or fish or bird. If I can use, if, I know this, it's the word, wrong term, terminology, but, but if I still can use, God wants you to be incarnated. No, no, that's wrong. Born again! Born again! And, and people have a hard time to understand how can I be born again. I tell you, it's very simple. The Bible tells me, whosoever call upon the name of Jesus. Jesus. Don't get me wrong if you're Catholic. But don't call upon the name of Mary. I love the Catholics. 
But Mary, she told people, Why do you come to me? Don't come to me. Go to him. To whom? To Jesus, the King of the kings and the Lord of the lords. You know, you know, you know, when God did it, when God really wanted to do something to help you and me, he didn't send a book. Well, you became quiet. If you're Muslim, don't get angry. I love the Muslims, but I don't love their religion. If, if I never do it, I can't do it in Africa, it's illegal. And if I do it, they will riot in the streets. If I mention something bad about the Quran, hmm, an instinct killing, where's that coming from? Just because of a book. Papers? Nothing else. They are burning our Bibles in Tanzania again and again. And I don't get angry. I don't want to kill anybody. I'm just laughing. And it makes them mad. Why do I laugh? It's just papers. Just a book. My container on my base is full of new Bibles. Burn them if you want. We have more. Don't get me wrong. We have to read the word, the word, the word. But God never sent that book. You know what God did? He sent his son. Glory to God. <laughs> he didn't send that book. What do you call it when you, when you buy? A, by the way, do you remember the first cellular phone? Cell phone? I mean, many years back, I was traveling in Norway, and I came to an office for a mission organization. They asked me if I had a cell, cell, cell phone. I said, no, why should I have a cell phone? It doesn't work in Africa. At that time, it didn't work. We said, we need to reach you when you travel in Norway. So they gave me a cell phone. My goodness, I was happy until I saw it. It was huge, big. And when you put it on your shoulder, you were limping. I have a cellular phone. I can call the world. Nowadays, it's just small. It can everything. And when I, when I buy stuff, you know, I never read the instruction book. Because the instruction book is bigger than... I get confused. So I just start to use it. I'm not telling you not to read the Bible. Of course you have to read the Bible. I want to repeat, read the word. But you don't have a fellowship with the paper, but you have a fellowship with Jesus in the Word. And in other words, just try it. Don't sit on your... <clears throat> just because I'm in church, I didn't say, but no, I don't like... I said it anyhow. And wait until you're perfect. You will... Don't get offended, I'm not perfect. You are not perfect. Darling, you're not perfect. None of us are perfect. All of us sinned. All of us were on the, the path to hell. But then God interfered. Oh, I love when God is interfering. And I trust him this morning. He is going to interfere in your life. 
to give you the best. I grew up in the church. Don't get me wrong. This is a long story. I'll make it short. And But when I was a teacher, I hated the church. I hate... Pastor Frank is not here, so I can't... T- I, yes, I can. I hated the pastors. Not Pastor Frank. He was not a pastor that time. I hated the preachers coming and preaching with their fingers, you know, pointing at you, looking angry. But that God, he had another plan for the best to happen. He interfered in my life. Amen. And when God is interfering, you know, too many special people growing up in Christian culture have a wrong picture of God as a very, hmm, hmm, you said, you did, you forgot. Your God has rules. Even Mr. Obama, your president, have rules for you. You might not like them all, but you still have to obey And there are some rules as carnal people we don't like to obey. But if we obey, the best will come. The best will come. The best will come. Now, now in the church, I have to come back to the church. I have to do that very fast. You know, I, I, I was preaching. I was so excited. Suddenly, all, all the kids didn't go to their room that night. The pastor wanted the, to be in the service. He wanted them to, to, to listen to the missionary. Suddenly, one kid by another kid, so many kids, all of the kids came to the platform. And they put their hands in my pocket everywhere. And they left something. And I looked over to the pastor because I didn't know what to do. It never happened to me before. And the pastor was smiling. He says, God, just go ahead, just go ahead. I mean, when I came uh, to, to my room after the, the service, I had to look into all the pockets. Oh, my goodness. I'm not telling you just to, so you should do it today. But there were clocks, there were jewelries, there were dollars. There, I mean, everything. I said, this is a good church. They announced on the walls, the best is yet to come. They are telling the truth. I walked out of that church, you know. I was heavy loaded. I was overloaded. <laughs> you know, I'm very ignorant because I, I come from Africa. In the beginning, 20 years ago, about when I came to New Orleans the first time, I was taken to a restaurant. I wanted a baked potato. Do you know a baked potato? Then, 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 then he asked me, uh, what do you want in your baked potato? I didn't know. I said, I just want a baked potato. What, what, how come you ask me? I said, you can have this and you can have this. And I don't understand anything. I mean, that southern dialect, you know. I said, I just want everything. And I said, okay, you will have everything. I said, by the way, I want it overloaded. And I saw that potato coming to my table. I, 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 I mean, I got a revelation about God's best. Being overloaded, not just inside the potato, but all over, overloaded. I don't know why I'm preaching like this tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I know. Because God is a good God. God has good plans for you. God wants you to go home this afternoon, leaving this church, and be experience the best. Overloaded. The best. The best. In, 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 in Romans chapter 8, 31. Uh, if God, if, that's the question. 
if, if God is for us, who can be against us? So I have to ask you this uh, still morning, 50 minutes to noon. Uh, if, if you know if God is for you or if, you, if he is against you, if you think he is against you, you are wrong. I will repeat that. If you in your mindset believe and don't know and you think that God is against you because you have done this and that and that and this and this and that and that and this, you are wrong. He loves sinners. That, that's unbelievable, but that's the truth. He loves sinners. So God is for you. So you have to take that. You have to believe it, that God, it's nothing about your feelings. It's everything. It's nothing about you, but it's everything about God. God is for you. And when God is for you, who can be against you? I know that the devil wants to be against you, but the devil is a liar. Well, I know the devil won't like to hear that, but then I will shout it louder. The devil is a liar. He can't tell you anything of truth. He is a robber. He is stealing. He is stealing from your life. He is stealing your eternity. He is stealing your health. He is stealing your business. He is stealing your money. He is stealing your family. I hate the devil. One year we came to... To New Orleans some years, several years back, went to, to Slidell, preaching Joy Fellowship. That's some kind of name. Joy Church. How can you be sad in Joy Church? Make sure you're happy when you go to Joy Fellowship. Big signboard next to, next to the highway. And it was a wonderful service. It became late evening, and the pastors wanted to drive us back home to, to our friend, uh, Dr. Um, Morgan. And uh, we came into the, to the highway, and the pastor, he was driving, Hannah and I sat in the back seat, and he was just speeding up, and suddenly an accident happened. One drunk, I mean, really drunk driver, driving absolutely too fast. One, he said himself, 100 miles an hour. He hit us from the back. The only thing I remember, the smell of the rubber and the noise. Bang! I was, uh, I can't remember anything until I woke up. It was a total, total destroyed car we crawled out of. And when I looked around, it was amazing. It was just underneath the signboard of Joy Fellowship. The church people on the other, other side of the fence, they came running to the fence. They couldn't cross it, you know. And there the pastor and we were coming out of the rack. And I can't remember, but they told me the first word I said was, I hate you, devil. And I do. Because I know the devil wanted to kill us. But he missed it. He missed it. He tried his best. <laughs> but his best is so bad. The best of God is better than the best of the devil. 
God said, no, 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 no. The best of my people, my servants, even if you try to kill them, it's not going to happen. So the ambulance and the police came and he wanted to take me and my wife to the hospital. I said, why should we go to the hospital? Nothing is wrong. Can you believe I had to sign a paper? I didn't want to go to the hospitals. That's only in U.S., I guess. <laughs> the best. I mean, the devil, the devil, he, he is an enemy. He wants to steal the best from you. But God is for you. I want you to grasp that. I want you to believe that. That God is for you. He wants to give you the best. He wants to, to, to give you salvation. Oh, by the way, I think everybody here knows any, a little bit about computer, you know. And, and sometimes when you don't know it, you can erase everything on the computer. Everything is gone. Somehow I like that. When I'm talking about my former life. Because some of, some of us might have a big, big, big suitcase full of garbage. But when you get saved, born again, you are not supposed to bring the baggage, the, the baggage with you. Not at all. God is pressing the delete. 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 And it is erased. It is cleansed by the blood of Jesus. It is gone. You are born again. You are new, brand new. The best just began. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 13. I have to. Oh my goodness. I know something is wrong with the clock in New Orleans. It's going too fast. Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 5 and 6. God, I mean, God is said. God said, What did he say? I said, I will. I like that. You know, some people did, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe not. And what do you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you want? Tell me what you want. Make up your mind. You're driving me crazy. <laughs> but God, he knows what he wants for you. He knows what he wants to do for everybody in this room today. God, he said, I will never leave you. I'm telling you the truth. After preaching 40 years in Africa, I have some days I don't feel that God is close. But I've learned it's nothing about my feelings. It's everything about him. He promised. He said, I will never leave you. I will never leave you. Uh, I was preaching in the capital of Kenya, Nairobi, I think it was the second or third day. The police chief came to me and told me, tomorrow you're supposed to continue your preaching and I want you to continue to preach. But I want you to know there's a group of people that have decided to come and kill you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> but then he said, don't be afraid. I said, I'm not afraid because if I'm killed, I'll go to heaven. So that's all. He said, we want you to preach, but we want to inform you. We by the hundreds, we will be there. But you don't see any uniforms. But we will mingle all over and take care of you. We want you to be bold and preach the gospel. I love that. The next day, when I drove up behind my stage, I saw that group because they, they had, I mean, they were wearing clothes, 
Amidu. You could see him five miles away. And then he pointed at me. That's him. Thank you very much. He parked two cars just in front of the stage. And I looked in the car. The cars. It was full of weaponry. For me. But when I started preaching, all of them were behind the stage. But one by one, they ended up in front of the stage. Listening to the gospel. Couldn't do anything. Because God is not against me. He said, don't worry. I don't want you to heaven yet. You keep on and do what I call you to do. Even the plan to kill you, they can kill you. I was preaching. I was so, ex- I mean, I was so full of that fire, which I don't have, but he has that fire. The best is yet to come. I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. So we can say with confidence, you have, when you walk home this afternoon, be confident. Be confident. Because God is not against you. God is for you. Be confident. Even tomorrow morning, you know, some of you are afraid of Monday. But I'm telling you in Christ Jesus, no more blue Mondays. I don't know why you call it blue. I don't know, but I understand the meaning. (laughs) The, The devil of circumstances might be blue. But God's Monday is red. Red. Painted red by the blood of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Over the doors of of, of the people of Israel in Egypt, they were slaves for 400 years. Then God came and I have to do that shortly. Slaughter the lamb. Take the blood. Put it on the door. And when the angel of dead is coming, the angel of dead can't touch you. Can't enter into your house. Can't enter into your life. You will live. Not only survive. You will live. And you will leave slavery. You will leave Pharaoh. You will walk out and you will be blessed by silver and gold. Oh my goodness. I'm telling you, it's in the Bible. And when those people walked out, not one and two millions walked out of Egypt. The slaves left them. The Egyptians blessed them. They took the money, they took the jewelries, they took the silver and the gold, they threw it at them. Because why? Because God ordered it. God said, you do it. Even if you don't believe in me, you have to do it. And I'm prophesying for some of you this morning that this coming days, you will see that blessing coming to your life. The best is yet to come. Glory to God. And if you don't take it, I take your part. Because I believe it and I need it. I can have double. I can have tripled. I can have everything what God plans and even more. Woo! Don't draw for me. You're killing me. <laughs> With confidence, you can say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. Oh, but you know, the doctor told me I have five months to live or two months to live. Yeah, God bless the doctor. Dr. Morgan, you know me. Please forgive me. <laughs> the doctors are good. They just tell what you recognize out of their understanding. But I know many doctors themselves, they are getting sick. For years, 
my doctor in Denmark, he was a born-again spiritual Christian. But he got a heart attack. The Lord healed him. And he continued his, his work as a doctor. And then he retired. I mean, even doctors in the best hospitals can get a heart attack. You see, the final report is not the doctor's report. The final report is not, not the banker's report. The final report is not, it's not somebody boss out there. It's not the final. The final report is God's report. He said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. He will take you through. You might face circumstances which is tough and hard, but God is there. He will be close to you. He will take you through it. You, and he will give you the victory. He will bless you abundantly. The old world can be against you. So what if God is for you? Hallelujah. 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 I will not fear. What can man do to me? Finally, I hardly didn't start this morning. Psalm 23, verse number one. The Lord is my shepherd. So I have to ask you, is the Lord your shepherd? Or is your, your money your shepherd? Who is your shepherd? The Lord of the Lords is my shepherd. I shall not. I shall not. I shall not. I shall not be in want. It doesn't only just mean finances, finances, money, but it means everything in my life. I shall not be in want. Verse number six. Surely. <laughs> God is not a doubter. Surely, goodness and love will follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, all, all. I'm just reading from the book. All of my days of my life. Hallelujah. You don't know me. No, I don't know you. You don't know me either. But I know the Lord, my shepherd. All oh, my problems are so big. You don't know my problems either. You just see me on the platform here. You don't know me behind the stage. You don't know the, the, the struggle and the problems and the challenges we are facing. You don't know it. Not at all. As I don't know you. But I know he has the best for you. Finally, finally, finally. Please forgive me, but Romans chapter 4, 17. The God, the God, the God. There are so many gods, but the, the God. Who gives life? Life. The God, the get the God can't give any life because he's dead. I think that's very logic. A statue of a God, man-made statue, even if it's made of gold, is still dead, can give any life. But the God who gives life, he gives life because he's alive. He gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. Woo! 
That means don't add anything to it. Period. Don't try anything else. It's not going to work for you. Period. He gives life. Even to the dead. Sometimes you are still existing. You might be dead inside. But he is, has something better for you. He call upon something you don't see. You think it doesn't exist. And, and you are so cornered in your circumstances. So you don't, you, you're dead. You don't know how it's going to happen. It can't happen. But God is telling us, you, it's going to happen. He is just calling upon it. Your health, your miracle, your family, your workplace, you name it, you name it yourself. He is just going to call upon it and it will happen. It has to happen. We people have a lot of blah, blah, blah. It's not happening. But God don't have any blah, blah. When he mentions something, it has to happen. It has to obey. He's the almighty God. The creator of everything. I don't care. You, I care about you. But even if you have deadly disease, it's not a problem for God. He's just calling health. Even if the banker tells you you're bankrupt, <laughs> it's of the point of the banker, not of the point of God. Thanks for listening. Check out our website at www.victoryfellowship.net for service times and for more information.